Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the fastest of magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I had mentioned that I was going to talk a little bit about the soul and the ego persona. And I'm going to do that in a minute. But first, I wanted to check in to see how did things go with choosing one or all of the options I left you to think about as it relates to taking three to five minutes just for still time. And what I would add to that is, is that if you could space those three to five minutes out throughout the day, just intentionally take still time, it gets easier to be able to be still. Also, the other thing I asked about is what your visualization is. And put some comments in the chat. And thank you for those who put some comments in the chat. But there may be other thoughts that you might have. And so, you know, what are what is this visualization? I told you mine. I would love to hear about yours. And the other was, is to find a couple of quotes that really reflect your sense of what the soul is. Because what you may have a sense of now, it may continue to evolve. And that's all about what life is about, is to continue to evolve our understanding. And that's what I'm interested in, because I, I don't like to stay stationary. I like to continue to evolve my understanding, you know, of these um, concepts that we're talking about as you're living your life on a day-to-day basis and trying to pull the silver lining out of the experiences that we have, the good, the bad, and the not-so-great experiences. So let me know your thoughts about those, if there's additional thoughts you may have. But today... We're really talking and focusing on, is it your soul or is your ego operating in your experiences and your interactions? We have been so, so conditioned from childhood to adulthood to to focus on certain attributes that end up being more the the ego, which is that energy going out or uh, the energy, I think I heard it as etching God out. So however you want to think of it, but it it is the persona, the, the mask that we do wear, it has its place. So I don't think you should just throw the ego away. It has its place, but also it needs to have its place and not be the center of attention to all the things that you are engaged in because it gets to be a little bit wobbly when the ego is because the ego is very much always into, well, are you doing it better um, than me? Then I got to do it more. If I have to do it more, then it gets into competitiveness. And if it gets into competitiveness and gets into having to win every time, that then allows me to know that I'm good at what I do because I won. And that's not the way of the soul, actually. And we'll talk about the way of the soul in a minute. But the ego, which we're focusing on, uh, really, I guess, is to think about how am I handling challenges? Because how you handle challenges does give you an indicator about what's operating, either ego 
or the soul awareness and engagement. But from the ego perspective, for example, when you have a relationship breakup that you were with someone for a good period of time and you thought things were going to work, work, work out because of various reasons, they did not. And so you're devastated by it. Or you got a demotion and you thought you were going to get a promotion, not a demotion. Uh, and and it's, so it's really created a lot of resentment and bitterness and, and pain and hurt um, in you in terms of how you're reacting to that demotion. And then there may be something with the passing of a parent or even a child, which is very, very painful. And how are we dealing with those situations? Because it can leave us depressed and feeling down and out, especially when you lose a parent and, and a child that that is it's a painful experience in itself to have that go through that type of loss. But also on top of that, how's your ego managing it? Or is it your soul trying to manage it? the situation, or when you have a health issue that comes out that's very, very severe health issue or scare, you know, like a cancer scare that takes, you know, that comes up for you. It's like, how did I deal with, how I deal with that challenge? Or a leader who's having, you know, issues with two of their employees and who are having personality clashes and it's driving that leader to be very stressed and uncertain and getting more and more frustrated and annoyed. All these situations relate to how the ego handles the situation. And the ego really moves from the point of a sense of injustice. You did something bad to me. Well, maybe I'll just retaliate and do something bad to you. Or it moves from a point of anger. Uh, and it shows his anger really quickly because it feels justified because you did this thing over here. And then it, and the ego likes to gossip. So these are all qualities that come out through the ego, whether they're, I don't care where you are on the planet. <laughs> these are human naked conditions that happen to us in terms of the ego. And also the issue about the holding of a grudge. And you're holding that grudge because you're thinking that uh, this person intentionally harmed you or intentionally uh, made you look bad in some particular way. And sometimes people are clueless. They're clueless that they have done something negative or bad to you. Or even if they do have a cue that they're doing something, it's still your responsibility to think about what's my reaction and how do I want to handle it? How do I want to deal with this? The ego also move into blame. It's the blame game. No, you're the person who did it really wrong. I just kind of did it wrong. So you're worse than me. Yeah, it's like, well, that's the ego. And also, the ego comes out when it doesn't feel like it's getting recognized. I think we all have had that experience and our ego's coming out, you know, where we thought we should have been recognized for the hard work that we did or for defending a particular perspective. And we're not uh, at all. And so that also gets us to feel like we are needing to justify and tell the person, well, you should have recognized me or you should have seen that, you know, I was trying to do this to, on your behalf and to your benefit on and on and on. The ego can chat up a storm of discontentment, justification and wanting to get even, wanting to make sure I'm the ruler of the roast, not you. And some egos are really, really dogmatic as it relates to making sure they win and you lose. It's no, not a win-win situation, but it's more of a, I want to win 
And if I win, then I feel good. That's the ego. And when it's not winning or it thinks it's not being heard, then it also moves into ruminating, ruminating about the past and what was said to them and what was said to her or him and ruminating about the future, about what I need to do and how I need to do it and why I want to do it. The ego, when it's not under the auspices of the soul, can be like a, a cesspool swimming in negativity. Yep, like a cesspool. And that negativity has this impact on you. Because ultimately what the ego wants, most of all, is to be right. To be right, so therefore it feels better. It justifies its existence. But that is really not the best way of being. It takes a lot of energy. And it keeps us off the mark of our soul evolution and what our soul is needing. You know, I had a situation that happened to me just, you know, this past week in which I was in a, a large Zoom virtual call um, room and I had made a statement, you know, which not to get into the details, but overall arching, I made a, a statement that I thought was a very appropriate to be made in order to give feedback to the question that was being asked. And in the chat, another person who's more of a superior to me uh, wrote quickly about their comment and their thought about the situation. And then I tried to correct her understanding of the situation and gave them more information. And then she came back around and just wanted to say, nope, this is kind of what you need. This is what, how you said it or what you said. And this is what, you know, we, you know, I want you to be aware of. I was like, hmm. So I just took my hands off the keyboard and became really aware and began to think about, hmm, what's going on here? I became still. I didn't need to now go back and forth with her trying to justify my point to be able to give clarity to her. I thought the points that I had given in the chat were clear. So we always have a choice to ask ourselves first, what's going on? Is there something I need to continue to move forward with? Or maybe it's something that I really do not. But in making that conscious decision, it allowed me to be able to say, no, it, I don't need to keep on going back and forth with this. I don't need to be quote unquote right. But there was also a part of me who did want to be right. So it wanted to continue the dialogue, but not at the expense of harmony and peace of my soul. See, there's these subtle things that go on that allows the soul to continue to blossom and grow. And there's certain, there are things that go on that shuts it down and are attunement with our soul. And we have to each learn what that is in terms of the situations or events or challenges or in front of us how we need to listen and be attuned to the fact I need to make a change here. This was a subtle initiation of testing of my attunement because I noticed that for a couple of hours afterward, it was still not like in the forefront of my mind, but it was still percolating and saying, what's going on? What's happening here? You know, um, why there was a need for this person to or say what she needed to say. I eventually came to the point of asking, these are the things you can ask yourself because we want harmony. Harmony is the, the breath 
of what the soul needs in order to shine and expand and grow. The harmony within ourselves. So even if it's subtle, disconnection, disharmony that creates is created, it's up to us to go after that and see what's up. Why is this still bothering me? And so it is really with asking about and being aware of purpose. I'm here for a higher purpose, a higher good. What is the higher good in this situation? So you have the purpose, which is, hey, what is the purpose here? What is it that I, I want to say? Is it really um, needed at this point? And then what is the higher good in this situation? In terms of the higher good sometimes is the person having you know, because um, the higher good is maintaining a greater measure of harmony for yourself. And then it's to be able to ask yourself, what is the truth of the matter here? What is the truth in this situation? And that I could see the truth of the situation that this person wanted to be right. And would that be smug me and it hurt me, you know, in terms of uh, the comments she's making me? No, not really. But since it still had a little bit of a grain of irritation or frustration within me. And even though it's a grain of a mustard seed, it's for me to be able to go after. And I went after it through prayer. And I asked it to be resolved and dissolved within me. And that it would be have a harmonious relationship with this interaction with this person moving forward. So this person sent me two more, two emails throughout the day. I think it was three emails throughout the day. Um, you know, check, not checking in on me about the situation, but other situations that we have common things, yeah, things in common uh, that she needed to. And I could easily have a hold a grudge and just say, I'm not going to respond to her email or I'm going to do this or do that. It's like, no, I'm going to respond because one of the qualities, we all should choose a quality that we want to um, gain a point of mastery around. And my quality is I just want loving kindness and the virtue that I, I want to cultivate and I continue to want to cultivate is loving kindness. What's yours? And so in this situation, what is the loving kind thing to do? To respond, to be respectful and keep things moving. But the only way that we can sometimes do that is be aware of our inner dialogue that is enhancing the soul, which we'll talk about in a minute or enhancing the ego and through this incessant negativity that we can swim in, swim in and be aware of the outer conversations that we have with other people. Because in that process of gossip, I think when I talked about, you know, to other people about how, you know, this situation happened, da, da, da. no, I didn't do that. I don't need to do that because I know also another truth is the power of the spoken word is very powerful. And I always want to use my words that are going to be helpful and enlightening and lifting of individuals. So this takes us to the soul. And when you're looking at the soul operating, which is the substance of your life, it looks at things through a different lens than the lens of the ego persona, or the ego. And think of lens. I always like these little analogies here or um, acronyms, I should say. Uh, the lens is light, energy, network of awareness, and source-centered. So you're always looking at things that will uplift in terms of the light that we talked about last time, what type of image you want to have for yourself, and my soul image is light. And the energy by which this situation is occurring by, looking at the energy in which is coming to you, 
And, and so that you're aware of it, so it doesn't ruffle your feathers. And if it does, you'd be able to kind of check it and then work on it because we're living a life of growth and development and seeing everything as opportunities to be able to grow at a soul level. And then the network of awareness is that I know there are certain laws and principles and concepts and precepts, you know, that life does operate by. And I want to be in alignment. I want to be in in alignment with the will of God in my life. And saying something nasty or mean or or belligerent or um, having the last word, those, that's not what God's about. That's the human. That's the ego. That's what that's about. And I don't want to go down that path. I'm on a different path as a seeker. I'm seeking for the greater good. I'm seeking for the greater truth. I'm seeking to be able to have my soul continue to grow and blossom, to reunite or unite or be in a flow with my God source, my I am presence. Think about that for you. Because what happens is, since we're being so conditioned living in this world and with our uh, society and family and and social norms and everything else, the ego really has a a heyday in terms of how it reacts to situations as negative or positive, uh, whereas the spiritual-centered response is more patience and wants to wait in a more neutral state until the answer comes of what is the best next step for you to do, for you to take. And sometimes those answers come very subtly. It comes through a person, comes through a book, it comes through a headline on something, you know, it comes to another person. It comes in different ways, but we're being alert. Well, what's the best next step, especially in challenging situations? The situation I heard earlier wasn't necessarily a challenging situation. It's just something that just happened to me recently that really um, helped to give example of the ego versus the soul and how it wants to see things through and deal with the situation and when they're arising. So I'm hoping that your king having a better awareness of the ego and how it shows itself or the ego persona, the mask by which uh, it shows itself by, and the more subtleness and the lens by which the soul is uh, seeing uh, these types of situations, testings, these types of events, persons, when they're showing themselves in our world, we're always being more attuned to what is it being asked of me to do here? And how can I be kind or considerate, which is qualities of the soul? which is very sensitive and it's very intuitive and it's very much wanting to support and help in an appropriate way, but not to gain something, which is the ego then becomes stepping in there. It's not to gain, it's to do it because you can it the best or the right thing to do at the time. So one of the things that you can begin to do is reflect on how you would want to be in certain situations ahead of time, the how you want to show up in situations that you know may be a challenging situation, challenging conversations, um, challenging with certain personalities, is to think about more intentionally about how you want to be in the situation and what that would look like that is kind, that is uplifting, that is kidding your point across. I'm not saying that you don't have a perspective about things, 
and that you need to express truth when truth needs to be expressed in the situation. Certainly, you do need to do that. But if there is a person who is wanting to make sure that their their perspective is more important than your perspective, then you say what you need to say. You may have to say it once or twice to make sure the person was aware of what you said, because sometimes people don't hear because they're so much caught up in thinking about what they want to say next. Uh, is is that, and then you need to know, be able to let go. You have to find a way to let it go and move forward. So reflect on how you want to be in situations that are more challenging, and start observing when your ego is coming out and when your soul responses are coming out in this situation. The other thing you can do is be a, be attuned to that these types of the situation or this type of event. Or when a person makes this type of statement, that's when I notice this behavior, whatever this behavior is showing itself up, which may be more ego-related than soul-related. So the question that you may want to ask yourself, too, as you're reflecting in this particular way that I'm talking about right now, is how do I know when it is my soul prompting me to act or make a statement versus my ego persona? How do I distinguish? So we're looking now distinctions that I start to be aware of. And the more that we can start distinguishing, then the more that we can allow our soul to be more center, front and center, under our I am presence, our money I am presence, but also we are then over our ego who wants to make this comment, this flippant comment, because we didn't like what the person said to us, we don't do it. Because we know there's a law of the universe called the the conservation of energy, that we want to conserve our energy and not go out all over the place um, with anger and frustration and annoyance and letting the person know what's on our mind. We want conservation of energy. And that conservation of energy is the energy that allows and feeds and nurtures our soul that we are now more centered and awareness through that visualization and through taking still time of being attuned to the creative beauty and expansiveness that our soul can evolve to. But we need to distinguish between when our ego is front and center, where it doesn't need to be. And what we're ultimately learning is, is the soul will go and let and use the ego and our personality, the joys, the happiness, and all the quirks of our personality. It will integrate it into the essence of the beauty of the soul as well. So the soul will know when it needs to say something. And you're wanting it not to always be centered around that the person got me angry or the person you know, got, said something that I needed to respond to. Or I need to just, you know, put them in their place. That's that's usually ego. Let me know your thoughts. How do you distinguish between your ego and your soul? I'd like to leave our conversation today with a quote by Gandhi I thought was interesting. And you may have some thoughts about it, too. Because we've been talking about the soul and uh, the distinction between the ego operating. Is And this is the quote. In the attitude of silence, the soul finds the path in a clear light. And what is elusive and deceptive resolves itself into crystal clearness. Our life is a long and arduous 
I would say joyful though, a quest for after truth. And that's what seekers are looking for is the truth and have the truth, as my mother would say, will set us free. The what? She would say, ignorance, ignoring of the laws that exist. And those are spiritual laws. So take care. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Avengers, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.